0: What do I want? Welcome back to the Cap Podcast. This is episode three hundred six. That is Taylor McCloud repping the Red Sox on the West Coast, which is something that we'll get into on um, another podcast. I tried to, I tried to tell him, but I. He does what he wants to do. I am Nate Sperlin. Thank you for watching on YouTube and listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Music, Stitcher, and more. Do us a favor. You don't have to do it now, but like at some point when I'm sure Taylor will make a good point or I'll make a good point, because we're talking about future today, so we're going to have like mad good points. But whichever good point you decide is the appropriate time for you to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, Follow Old Milk on Instagram and Twitter at Old Milk Media. Check out the Old Milk Spins playlist on Spotify and this youtube channel um also check out my new article on push a tease it's almost dry and you can find all the old milk content on oldmilk.co. that being said i want to say shout out to everybody whose team is in the second round um of the nba playoffs you know there's some teams who um had players traded from them and then they were like oh we're better without them and then they don't win a game and they're the only team that um doesn't win a game in the first round. So, you know, that's kind of crazy. But um, anyway, aside from that, how are you, Taylor?
1: I'm doing great. Celtics about to come on. Game one against the Bucks. Got rid of that team from Brooklyn. The team, you said, you asked me if there's going to be hostility, and I said, you're not a Nets fan. So, honestly, pretty good to not be a Nets fan.
0: Yeah. I mean, right
1: now, repping the Red Sox is just
0: bad in general. So, I, I only know one diehard Nets fan and that's Obas. that's the only yeah. guy that, that I know who's like oh go Nets even when they're trash and it's like like you can like that's, that's, that's your Obas impression <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I'm trying to I'm trying to help him out because like he he loves the um Jets too and I'm like dude come bandwagon Lamar with me we can have a good time and he's like no I don't know I think he likes suffering anyway um <laughs> that being said <laughs> Taylor how are you doing today
1: good good i'm it was it was nice to get two two really good albums i know we're talking future today but to get future and action bronson two of my favorites on friday after having a couple good weekends of music in a row it's just been it's been it's been a good little stretch we've been on with some some good albums some some good listening in the last couple weeks so can't complain how are you
0: Doing good. Um, like to echo your sentiment. I haven't listened to the Action Bronson thing yet, but um the future album I really enjoy, which we're going to get into shortly. Um, and also we have uh Kendrick coming on the I want to say the 13th of May, so in two weeks. Yeah. So that's exciting. If there isn't not a single this week, I don't I don't know. I might start looking at that um release date as if it was kind of fishy, but we'll see. Um, but that being said, let's get into what we're talking about today. We we're talking about futures. I never liked you. wonder who he's talking about. Uh, 16 tracks, 49 minutes long. It features Kanye West, Gunna, Young Thug, Drake, Thames, ESTG, and Kodak Black. Uh, Taylor McCloud, what did you think about the new project from Super Future Fire Marshal Astronaut, Pluto? I
1: thought it was good. I think Hendrix. it's really good. It doesn't, there's a certain texture that, to me feels like there's missing and that just could be that I like a lot of old future projects more like that 2014 through 2017 run but that's also like an unprecedented run from any artist really like in terms of the mixtapes I mean you go from from monster to future Hendrix that run that's a what five-year run four-year run with six I don't know about you know bona fide classics but to me as like a future like one of my that's one of my favorite favorite rappers favorite there's artists some, in there's some classics on there for sure right so there's yeah like that run so I think part of it is always looking back to that and wanting everything to stand up to that but for for a future album in 2022 from a 39 year old future after not getting anything for two years this is perfect like I first listen was, first listen was nice, but every listen, it keeps getting better. There's, there's a couple runs in this project that are, are reminiscent of, of a time when I, you know, like more of a classic future to me from, from song five to song 10, I think is crazy. And I think, honestly, I think all of the features, features did, like did their parts justice, did their verses justice, did what they were responsible for justice. And I, I think this is a well put together project it might be a little long it feels like some tracks are a little bit of filler but apart from that i think it's a really good future project i think it's a good project in general and i'm definitely going to be playing it for
0: for a long time yeah no i agree um we're recording this on sunday and apparently he's going to drop the deluxe version to this tomorrow so we'll see what new songs to get out of that as well um because i mean going into the, going into the um, album and just looking at the track list and seeing that it's 16 tracks, I kind of thought that, okay, well, he's going to figure out a way to get it to 20 somehow, because that's what he's been doing recently. Um, But I do like this project. Um, We didn't get Future last year, which was kind of disappointing, but I think that this makes up for it. It shows that he's still, um, at least, he's still in his prime in some form or fashion. Uh, I think that the, I don't, know if i like this more than high off life but i do really really like this project i think that the one thing just off rip um that kind of makes me question first of all i really like the album obviously but in terms of okay is this better than past future projects is this what what is this what I expect from future right now. It's what I expect from future right now. Is it better than past future projects? That's something that probably has to grow on me a little bit more or something I have to um wrestle with a little bit more. I think that the first first point I want to bring up is I think that throughout some of the future projects and I don't think that the intro track on this um 712 p.m, I don't think that it really holds up to other intro tracks like thought it was a drought, rent money no cap on the super slimy with um young thug jet lag with juice world and world on drugs never stop trapped in the sun stripes like bear Burberry on the tape with uh low Uzi I don't know if I would put this intro track in the same classification as those tracks I just mentioned from future past
1: I it's not as good as you know I mean thought it was a drought thought it was a drought to me never stop is Never Stop is one of my favorite future songs. That's like six minutes of him just like going in that. That's probably my favorite future. That that ends up being kind of my favorite for a lot of artists when they're just like blacking out on a beat. So mm-hmm. I, I think that 7, 12 PM is actually kind of, I like it a lot. It, it made me really excited when I, when I first played it, like I thought it was a, maybe it doesn't necessarily fit the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I think, I think that it is a little bit more like future just going as opposed to starting off this this album that obviously every future project comes with all the everyone thinks they're the hilarious most hilarious tweeter in the history of fucking tweets doing every like oh i'm so toxic like i remember back when we were this you know Hope little bro working on the jump shot like you know like you know what i'm talking about so it's like yeah. it doesn't necessarily fit the rest of the project maybe mm-hmm. but in terms of a standalone intro track it, it holds up to me obviously the best part about future especially an artist that puts out as much music as he does it slowed down in the past couple of years but when you have someone who was dropping like twice a year for five or six years in a row you have so many intro tracks to compare it to mm-hmm. so it's kind of like taking this one good future track and being like all right how does it fit into these 10 amazing intros so you know what I mean like it's I like it it probably doesn't hold up to some of the other intros but to me it was a, uh, it definitely was like all right I'm ready for a future album the second I played it
0: mm-hmm. yeah I think it um I think it definitely feels like something that belongs on a future album I just maybe maybe i'm getting too nitpicky with track listing i was talking about track listing last week too when we we're talking about push the t maybe i'm getting a little too nitpicky there um but it's that time it's the summer you know we gotta yeah. we gotta start you know we gotta start distinguishing okay you're good but you're not great We gotta you know we gotta figure out who who the contenders are what's the song of the summer it's, it's almost that time even though the weather outside doesn't um always say that it was like 30 degrees windy um like it was crazy, like two days ago, but in April. But anyway, um, that's besides the point. Um, I think the first track for going in order, the first track that I really, really enjoyed was um, "Keep It Burning" with Kanye West. Uh, ATL Jacob and DB produced that. I really like that beat. Um, I really like the Kanye verse on it too. I like the Future verse on it too. I think that that verse is the first track where it's like it's the first track in when you first encounter the album when you're like okay this is potentially um a track that's going to be played into the ground by the radio
1: yeah i like i think that i think that kanye went crazy on the hook the verse it was the same way with his features on the push a t album where he's you know talking about his family and stuff how much time kanye spends in the news it's been a it's been a couple months, obviously, and things have slowed down. But how much time Ye spends in the news, and especially in the social media era, where we're hearing everything that's happening immediately, we're reading it immediately. We don't get the there's no there's not so much mystery anymore with someone like you know someone like a huge artist like Kanye or Drake. There's not so much mystery about what's going on in their life, and then we hear it in the music. So to hear him be like, oh, like when I run in 2024, like my spouse's gonna be with me. It's like, all right, dude. Like, it's like, come on. Like, I I get that there's a ton of things outside of the music that he's always been involved in and is getting increasingly involved in. But after a hook where he's like super aggressive and, you know, talking about, talking about like you got changed for a billion and stuff to hear him be like, I'm, oh, I'm running for president though. It was like, stick to the script, not your script, future script. That's what I mean. It was like, This is a no. future album. We're not talking about running for president.
0: That is, that is true. Because I think um, when we first heard that Ye was going to have some part on this album at all, we thought that we would get more of a toxic, like he, the extracurricular stuff outside of the music, he just, um, he's getting a divorce and he's going through it with his family, like with the family life, et cetera, et cetera. We kind of thought that we'd get more of a, um, either more of an introspective Ye or more of a toxic Ye. And that verse wasn't either but like he was
1: like, we did it, Joe. Like what, what y'all do? I was like, I actually right. wrote down
0: the line. I got you right now. He was like, who put this, to- he said, who put this together? Me. That too. we did it, Joe. But what they really do. Nice. Like he's,
1: he's putting lines in here, like a, like a NASCAR Twitter account. And I'm like, uh, like, yo, he went, he went off. The hook is insane. Mm-hmm. His flow is insane to hear. Yay. Rapping like that again. Like, and it's also, there's there are certain things that come with age. He's 45 years old. Like, I don't expect him to, you know, go back to his graduation bag and pull out a, you know, stronger verse. But. That'd be crazy. It was just so awesome to hear him like that. And, like, the whole, the beat is insane. And then knowing future's coming, like, you know, after that first kind of verse. And then, like I said three times already, the hook. I love the hook. But then those two little lines, I'm like, it's like. They like bring your attention away for a second, and it's like maybe that's too nitpicky, but it's like there's like the there's like a little second of like, all right, and then it's all it right. Where's future? It's like, all right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, so we have our second, at least to my knowledge, our second track um consisting of future gonna and young thug on this album for a nut. Um, first off, I think that the song's really good. I don't think it's better than pushing pee, but I think. The question that I want to ask is essentially, Young Thug is teasing new music. Does Young Thug also have a song where it's himself, Future, and Gunna? Because Gunna's done it on his album, and Future's done it on this album. Do you think Young Thug has one track like that?
1: 1,000%. 1,000%. I know he posted the picture of him covered in what looks like blood, so I assume... I don't know if it's safe to assume. I hope fingers are crossed that slime season four is on the horizon. That would be insane. Cause it's been slime season three came out in 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been it's been a while since since one of those. So I think if there is a slime season coming and there's a there's a Ghana and future song on it, if I had to guess right now, it'll be better than Push and P and it'll be better than Fortnite. I don't know. I don't know But we don't e- we don't even know if it exists. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a,
0: <laughs> a pretty heavy speculation over here. Um, but I really like that song. Do you what do you think about people saying future? you I saw I think it was hip hop by the numbers, and they were like, um, Young Thug is 30, Gun is 28, and Future is 38 on and they made this track. I, I guess what they're trying to hint at is maybe there should be more maturity on this album but what do you what do you think about that um i guess criticism
1: well it's the same thing i said last week about people complaining about push to see with coke bars have you not been listening to their music the entire it's not like they've been leading to like oh future's gonna become talib kwali when he turns 40 like that i don't i don't get why people if you don't like it, you don't like it, but to be like, oh, they should be, they should really be more mature. It's like, have you not been listening to their music since they started? All three of them have songs like this, have lines like this, have, I just don't, it's it's not a valid criticism to me. It's like, it's not like, I, I don't know. There are criticisms to be made about the lives of people, I guess, but not from hip hop by the numbers not from a Twitter account that breaks down lines based on their content. Like, it's like, do you wanna do your job or do you wanna like cash judgment? It's like, do just do your thing. No one, No one needs to hear you talk about maturity. Tell us what the lines are about and then log
0: out. So do you think, what do you think about the concept of people wanting their artists to mature? Because I think when you look at someone like, I guess G Herbo, for example, you see him being more mature in his lyrics as the, as time goes on. Like there's artists like that who were like, even Jay-Z were like, okay, this is not something that you would have rapped about 20 years ago or when you first started, but now you're getting to this bag where you're like, okay, let me try to give some free game to the younger folks. And we love that from you. What do you, what do you think about, do you think that's a legit expectation from, fans of artists or do you think that fans should just accept what artists whatever art an artist wants to create
1: i think it's a fair expectation from fans to want that but for the the twitter accounts that break down the music to come and start criticizing it that doesn't make sense to me like of course i i loved it when some of my favorite artists have you know gone in different lanes and you know refined what they're rapping about and and looked inside themselves and talked to talk to other generations or other other artists more and sometimes it can be disappointing i mean as like a drake fan to me scorpion for you know it's it's pros and cons i thought was a step towards one direction and then certified lover boy comes out and it's it's it felt like a a step almost back to like thank me later drake talking about being in the clubs in houston but that's like there's a difference between having expectations because you've listened to an artist for a decade and being a Twitter account that literally just breaks down the lyrics and being like, you you should really grow up future. It's like, oh, okay, awesome. Like, like, and it's also like, do we want to hear a 444 from future?
0: I'm curious. Honestly, I think I'd be curious to see what his version of that would be. I would too. He, he isn't someone that raps about all the, um, typical hip hop things. There are times where he is introspective, and I think that a whole album of that from Future would, I think that would probably play better than it would from a lot of other artists.
1: Right, and I I agree because he's been he has stories that like the, the Twitter fans don't even like, he was in like the dungeon family, like house when like Andre 3000 was in there, like recording. So he's been around like legends of hip hop and he is a hip hop legend, but he like, this has been his entire like adult life has been like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously like you can hear it in the music and he talks about it in the music, talks about it in interviews. If you watch like the wizard documentary he addresses it in there. And so but but right now, I mean, based on the the albums that have been around this, and also like his his social media activity, and just like knowing what we do about his life, we're not getting a four 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 anytime soon. I don't know why people expect. I mean, we didn't get a four like Jay Z was like forty seven when he put out when he put that album out, and it's also like he had been like a, a dad for ten years, Mayor, It's like you're you're expecting the, these I don't know, the expectations to me just don't, they don't add up to like what, like what what is so clearly in front of like, yeah, if, future, if this album had just been a four for four, I would have loved it. Like I would have been like, oh, this is a, a side of future that we've only got glimpses of and now we're getting the whole thing. But it's literally called, I never liked you. Like, <laughs> I don't, I just don't know what these people expect. When these albums are so clearly going to be one thing, and mm-hmm. then they're like, you know, Future. I really would have liked to hear you rapping about mowing your lawn and driving your kids to school. Like that's really what I want. I mean, you want them and logic like
0: bars from Future. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's what I'm saying. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me why people are like critical of three artists like that mm-hmm. who have been doing this forever. It, it makes sense to me, but at the same time, I'm like, what do you expect?
0: Yeah, like I, I think that there's a there's a difference between expectations if an artist is going in that direction or just your own expe- like um projecting your own expectations onto an artist. Um, I think, for example, um, there are some artists where they put out singles and all the singles kind of sound like one direction, and then you hear the album and the album is nothing like the singles, and you're like, okay, what is this? I think that's a reasonable expectation, but if there is nothing that really hints at okay we're going to get a more vulnerable future for the duration of this album um if there's nothing hinting at that then i don't i guess i don't i i the criticism isn't completely invalid to me but it's just what triggers that criticism in the first place you know yeah
1: that's a good way to put it
0: yeah um i'm going to i'm going to give you your time to um stand out real quick because there's a future there's two future drake songs i'm sorry there are (laughs) that being said um you have we have wait for you featuring drake and thames and then we have i'm on one featuring drake um which song is a better combination of drake and future to you and just just go off have have a blast
1: uh to me wait for you is so much better than i'm on one Mm -hmm. i don't like it like and this isn't like a surprise if I if you've ever like I've had conversations with you about it. I don't the version of Drake on I'm on one is not it isn't my favorite version of Drake. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's I think it's cool. I think he he slides on the beat, like it sounds good. I'll play it. But to me, wait for you is so much, so much better. And I guess this, building off the conversation we just had, this is more like where. Even though some of the Drake lines on Wait for You are kind of cringy to me, like I was supposed to be a dog, but you put me in a kennel. Like, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, some of them are kind of like, all right. But like that's also what we've come to expect for Drake from Drake for the last 15 years. Like it's not it's nothing new, but to me, that song, the production with Thames on it, what it's about is so much. To me, that's that's such a better song. Than that might be
0: one. my favorite that's it's definitely in the contention for one of my favorite songs on the album i don't think it is without thames's presence on it i think that thames makes it makes that song so much better than what it is or i mean well well what it would have been without without thames so i think that that song as well as um back to the basics there's just a a um more of a presence of sampling whether it's from a featuring artist or from a completely different track on yeah. that on those two tracks that i'm not and you could correct you you'll probably correct me if i'm wrong but i can't remember hearing from other future like i don't remember hearing future on sample beats like that i can't think of another song like that can you
1: no there aren't like a lot of them that stand out to me and i also I just think the way Future works and the way he sounds and the way we've, you know, grown accustomed to hearing him. I don't know if like, I don't know if I want a super sample heavy. I'd be interested Mm -hmm. to hear what it sounds like because there have been songs. Like I sent you earth by Mac Miller and future last week. And that's more of like a piano driven, like a little bit more like bouncy with some more, more like sample, sample vibes. And I like that future because one of the biggest criticisms of Future is oh I can't understand what he's I can't understand what he's saying I uh like it's blah 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 In when I have heard him on maybe a slower instrumental or an instrumental where there's more space for for him to just work as opposed to getting on top of a beat and like it's like a very like either intricate or very fast or very you know heavy beat it is nice to hear Future sometimes like sit back and show hey I I have been rapping for 20 years and there's a reason I'm here and like if you if you really really listen to every project he's put out he's been rapping on every project he's ever put out there's no there's no even even on songs when he admitted that he couldn't even he was like slurring crazy because of whatever he was doing like he's still he's still going crazy and it's like the the flows and the cadences and the in the patterns and everything are so much more than people people will ever give him credit for but i think it'd be cool to hear him on on more more stuff like that in this song i think it's Tems' time too yeah. it's like after after the 2021 or after 2021 it's like it's Tems' time and to to hear that with two artists like on drake and futures level it's like yeah sometimes you have to like let these newer artists who have new ideas and like lead the way and I think Drake and Future both fell in line perfectly obviously it's a Future song and they're the bigger artists but I think that Thames led the way on that song and and made room for Future and Drake to really just do what they're supposed to and to me that's my favorite song on the album besides besides maybe like Puffin on Zooties or Holy Ghost but but to me that is the song that I keep coming back to the most
0: yeah I, I think that what this album the more that we talk about I think what this album does for Future is it kind of gives fans a sample of how he sounds in how he sounds on beats that aren't typical for, uh, for of um having future verses on them yeah. and because now he can potentially put out a whole album of sample like beats from Kanye and we can probably digest that better versus if we hadn't heard any of these tracks before And all of a sudden it's a, it's a um, album full of beats from Kanye. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, I I think that we can digest where future, wherever he decides to go after this. I think that we can digest it much better because of this album. And I think that um, at least based on our conversation, I think that that's what makes this album important in future's discography.
1: He said it too. He said that the wizard in high off life were were the end of a previous version of future and if this is I mean here let me just pull up L- like love you better coming right after wait for you mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if there was one song in between or not that coming right after is is perfect and it's it's showing people that maybe didn't understand the range of of future as a as an artist bigger than just bigger than just fuck up some commas or thought it was a drought or any of the newer songs that have really gone off like mascot or anything. I feel like those two songs were more reminiscent of Hendrix, which is my favorite future project. And if this is a, if this is a shift towards more like Hendrix, like music or even taking, taking that middle run on this, this project and the next one, fleshing it out. I think that's the perfect direction for him to go. I also think any direction he goes would be the perfect direction for him to go. Cause I just trust that. <laughs> Come on, his future. I just, yeah, right. I trust that he understands himself as an artist and understands what he's supposed to be doing whenever he's doing it. So I think that all this fits really well. And if, if it is the next step, that's great. And if not, I'm, I'm still going to play the, play the next project the second it drops. So.
0: Oh no, for sure. Um, so last, I think the one point I want to make, is just really quick. Um, the Kodak verse on vo- the Kodak chorus on voodoo.
1: Amazing. Love it. He, he's really impressive on that. On that yeah. Track.
0: Um, also, I think that the way things going um, towards the end of the project is one of my favorite tracks also. Um, it, it feels more, it feels like it's possibly the most introspective future gets on the album. I just, I just love when he gets in that bag. It kind of reminds me of, um, he had a song with DJ Esco, if I remember the name correctly. Um, Actually let me find it um it's on the first DJ the DJ Esco project that came out in 2014 um how the game go is what it's called if you've yeah. ever heard that song before um, it kind of gives me those types of vibes um but it's more it, it, it seems like there's if there's a song on the entire project where the weight of the content he's he's talking about is heaviest, I think that it's on um, the way things are going, the way things going.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's a perfect assessment. I think, I think the end of future projects and also like a lot of projects are, are where artists have the most, most like leeway to really get into things. Because if you're still listening at that point, which obviously when it comes to like a future, I'm gonna be listening to the whole thing. There's no there's no question that i'm listening to from top to bottom but for the people who are still there those are the people who in my estimation are probably the most likely to actually really want to be there still Mm -hmm. and and that's the the perfect spot so i think while tracks five to ten so from like puffing on zooties to chickens with the stg is probably my favorite run on the album those last i think it's three songs or I guess I'm on one is right in the middle there, but Holy Ghost, the way things going and back to the basics. If you take I'm on one out or just leave it in it, it's still a good song, but I think that's where, I think that's where he's, he's able to get into those things because at that point, you're dealing with a little different audience. I'm on one, putting it down there is going to keep people listening. Obviously (laughs) the more person who's just like here for the, here for the bangers. But I think you're, I think you're definitely right in that that's the song that gets probably the most into things
0: yeah um so that being said what are your favorite tracks on i never liked you
1: so looking at the track list now 7 12 p.m i love puffin on zooties wait for you love you better i like chickens i like holy ghost
0: the way things going and back to the basics that the that long list made me feel better because i kind of have a long list too (laughs) Yeah. Um. Keep it burning with Kanye. Gold stacks. Wait for you. Voodoo with Kodak Black. The way things going. And um. I'm on one. Um. I think that I do need to give back to the basics a few more listens though. Um. I did like it. I thought it was a good outro track. But it doesn't. I don't know. I. I think by that time I kind of might have tuned out a little. But we'll we'll just keep listening to it until I'm completely into it. I guess. Um. Yeah. So that being said. That is episode 306 of the Cat Podcast. Um, Taylor, you're repping Red Sox over there. Do you have anything you want to say to the boys in red in Boston?
1: Uh, they're terrible right now. They're not playing well <laughs> at all. Celtics are halfway through the first quarter. I feel confident about them. This could be this could be the year. This could be the year. Middleton's out. Chris Middleton's out for the Bucks. I think they match up well with both the Heat and the Sixers obviously they have to win this series first mm-hmm. and they're dealing with the best player in the world. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's going to be tough, but, oh man, they're just showing Jack Harlow at the garden right now on TV. Oh, that's crazy. That's that's a curse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel great
0: about that anymore. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to walk anything back? Anything you just said back? Oh, no. No, I think
1: Tatum, it? I think Tatum's holding up the trophy at the end of the year. I'm mm-hmm. like, I, like, that's just how I feel right now. I think he's been the best player in the playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm. I think, so. I mean, I'll wait until this series is over because I I, I also do think that he was I mean the Brooklyn Nets didn't win a game it's the only it's the only team in the playoffs that did not win a game yeah period the Celtics right
1: right now they're doing the whole thing where they just take the ball out of the other guy's hands like it's not intercepting passes or anything it'll just be like smart or Tatum like guarding one-on-one and just takes it and like they don't even like poke it away they just take it and grab it they're like no that's mine now and go the
0: other real way. street ball real street ball
1: shit is it's perfect it's perfect
0: <laughs> i think um what other games tonight um or today uh, warriors and they yeah. they they effed the um grizzlies with that time because they just finished playing on, on on um friday and now they gotta play on sunday a new series like they're gonna get more time off i'm, I'm just saying you know That's um, tough. but yeah, i know but anyway uh thank you for watching the cat podcast i hope at some point uh during one of Taylor's very intelligent points or one of my intelligent points that you decided to like and subscribe to the channel. Um, that being said, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Old Milk Media. Check out the Old Milk Spins playlist on Spotify and YouTube. Check out my new article on Push the Tease It's Almost Dry and check out all the Old Milk content on oldmilk.co. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to enjoy life and we will be back when hip hop tells us to be. We are out.